Oh my gosh, what a crazy past few days. My thoughts and emotions are all over the place. Honestly, I think that weight on my chest and anxiousness I have felt since Trump was elected president has not gone away, but today it's just a little less. I understand that one election will not alter centuries of division and hatred the Trump administration exposed and empowered. I understand that there are 70 million people that voted to keep him in office. Yet on Saturday, I actually allowed myself to feel a sense of ease and calm with my fellow New Yorkers. The streets were a sight I had never seen since moving here. Jubilation, tears of joy, laughter. I mean, it was like New Year's Eve. New Yorkers were actually looking up and talking with one another and acknowledging each other. I'm also celebrating a woman of color as our next vice president. I really didn't think I would see that in my lifetime. It was such a release of a lot of tension I think many were holding on these last few years. As the saying goes, the hard part starts now. But where do we go from here when things are so messy? If you take a second to think about America gets a little overwhelming again. We have much of America thinking the results are untrue. We have Black America that came out in such large numbers they tipped the election in Biden's favor, while also battling a culture of being suppressed at the polls. More white women voted for Trump this year than in 2016. We have a president-elect and VP-elect with a controversial past and policymaking, some of which I haven't agreed with. We have a deeply rooted history of racism that cannot simply be erased when it's most visible today. This is when I feel that weight again, that anxiousness. I still have so much anger inside of me when I discover someone I know voted for Trump, so I know we're not fixed yet. I keep telling myself that these issues are not a single person's to bear that can destroy you. So I'm working on sowing goodness into my life and my surroundings. Am I an example of good? Do I encourage and recognize good in others? Do I foster discussions and critical thinking versus simple feuds and ignorance? Do I plan on staying informed with local and national policymaking to support my family and my community? On election day, I actually worked at the polls, which was long and grueling and lasted 17 hours. There was an authentic desire for each voter to do their part and have their voice heard, no matter who they were voting for. Everyone was peaceful, respectful, and proud to exercise that right. If this sort of civic engagement and excitement existed at the local level 365 days a year, where would we be? Where could we be? We can't allow the president to dictate our thoughts and actions. We live and breathe in our towns and cities each day. We are the experts, and we should hold our elected officials accountable to act on our behalf. That's so easy to say, but I'm realistic and know that it's not an easy feat. I still have so much anxiety over what the future holds and resentment for these 70 million Americans that, in my opinion, voted against everything I believe in. And I'm working on that. I think at the end of the day... When you cut through all the noise that's on TV, on social media, most of us are just trying to make it through life and take care of our families. Let's start with that shared goal. Where could that take us? It can't be any worse than where we've been, or at least I hope. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the Me Show. I'm your host, Me Show. I'm here with A. Fitz, Ash, and Brooks. And what you just heard was one of our good friends of the show, one of my personal good friends as well, Shivani, sharing her thoughts on the 2020 election. And this episode, 
I want to see how the rest of the team feels. We're missing sports guru today, but I know my feelings were going up and down through election. Let's call it week because it was five days. My emotions that I had on Tuesday night were a little bit different, a little bit the same on Saturday morning. So how do you feel? How do y'all feel? First of all, how y'all doing? It was good, man. I'm good. Uh, pretty good. I feel, you know. All right. I'm doing good overall. I just got a puppy. Good. You good? I, I, have y'all been? Yeah. It's a Monday. Yeah. Oh, you should be great. I know. Okay. I'm a little tired, but yes, I am so happy with the puppy. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. That sleep schedule is changing. Mm-hmm. We got the puppy on Saturday. Yep. And for everyone that hasn't listened to Takeover 2 yet, the puppy's name is Kobe, correct? Yes, it is. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I texted you and said that you needed to name it what? Do you remember what I told you you needed to change it to? Oh, you you told me to change it to Biden or Joe or something? I said Harris. Oh, Harris, Harris. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was one of the two. I was close. <laughs> Not even the right person. <laughs> eh, Very true. Good, good pickup. I was like, hey, you got the puppy and we got the W. So I was like, yo, it has to be Harris. I was like, come on. But anyways, I digress. I want to know how you guys feel, you know, like the listeners just heard Shivani's um, feelings and how she's feeling right now. That's someone that I always look to on current issues and see how she feels and I pick her brain. And you three, are, I do the same thing. So I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say on the 2020 election. Give me your feelings on Tuesday through the, the whole week and even today. So let's go ahead and start with a fits. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think she uh, touched on pretty much everything um, about the ups and downs of and the highs and lows of what all this is. Uh, I think for me, the best way I can explain is like, it's like a playoff basketball game that you're supposed to win. You, you do win, but you play like shit. So you, so you, so you walk in the locker room, you're like, all right, yo, good. Like we won, but yo, we got work to do. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what we was on. I didn't expect us to play this way, but we got the win. But tomorrow we got another battle and you hope that we come out a better team than we did tonight. And to kind of put more like tangible context on that, you know, for 70 million people to still be like, ah, I'm cool with X, X, Y, and Z. Like that, that bothers me. That being said, nothing really changes with the win, right? So those 70 million people still mm-hmm. walking around, still don't think that like, my life or the coronavirus is as serious that there don't be a task force. Like there's certain things I feel, I felt like that people walking in were like, regardless of what side of the equation I'm on in this political game, like life is important. And I'll put that aside. And so I, I was surprised at how close it was. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely one of my big takeaways on my feeling on Tuesday night. I believe Van Jones uh, on CNN when it was called on Saturday. No, sorry, on Tuesday, he said, the moral race we lost, the fact that it's this close, that it's two o'clock at night and we can't call this race is sad that there are people, a lot of people that are still on this side of Trump. I'll just call it that. Ash, how you feeling? I mean, I kind of agree with that, you know, just seeing that there are so many Trump supporters still. Um, it's a bit scary, to be honest. It was a very emotional process throughout the week, you know, with all the nonsense going back and forth about who was winning and everything else. You know, I was a bit an- anxious, you know, um, as Shabani was saying. It was just, it was 
kind of mind-blowing to see how long the process took and how close the race actually was. You know, and like AJ said, we have so much work to do. Luckily, thankfully, you know, Biden won and Trump is out, but, you know, we're not even close to getting to where we need to be right now. Yeah. I mean, a a, a lot of work, a lot of work. I'm looking at the current numbers right now as votes are still being counted. Trump has 71,529,583 votes. That's how many people voted for him, which is the second most votes that any candidate has ever gotten. Biden is the first with 76,162,205. Brooks, how you feeling? I mean, Ash literally took one of the like phrases I was going to say out of my mouth, but I think 2020 has made me more anxious than I've ever been in my entire life. And it's literally been affecting my health. Like this is the first year I've ever had a migraine and now I get them like every few weeks or like once a month. And I'm like, what is going on? And all last week I was just like physically uneasy. I felt like I couldn't eat. I wasn't sleeping right. Like, and I know I do this to myself. It's a thing that I've learned that I developed and it was bad. Like I was at work and I was constantly on my phone. I had like the count pulled up on my web browser. Like it was just there in the background. And it was like, I was checking it every like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like, oh, I wonder like where we're at with this date or that one. So it was really stressful for me all week. And by the time the weekend rolled around, I was like, okay, Like, this has to happen. We have to pull this out. And there were still people asking me, like, why is it taking so long? And what's going on? And I was like, how do you not understand the process? So I think that bothered me, having people that are our age that I consider to be pretty well-rounded and educated that had no idea why it was taking so long. Or even, like, they didn't understand the concept of electoral college and like Mm. why each state has the number that they have. And maybe it's just me. I mean, I really invested more time in reading about this election and understanding the ins and outs of it, because for me, this was the most important election that I've ever voted in. I mean, there's only been a handful at this point since we're still pretty young, but I made a point to do the research and Mm -hmm. I don't know, like Saturday rolled around and I literally just wanted to like rip shots. I was so excited. (laughs) And I know that there is so much work that still needs to be done. But for me, I felt like this was a huge win, even personally, just because I'm so tired of arguing my point. And Van sat there and he started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this man is like moved to tears talking about how his daughter will now understand that character matters. And that's literally the only point that matters to me. So it was crazy. I felt insane, honestly. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that moment was so moving. So I also, we also had a CNN on, and I will switch back and forth, but I think hearing different voices and different tones of the same situation is important. So I definitely was switching back and forth all week from Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, all those stations, um, just to make sure I don't get this one lens. And I think that's 
a step that a lot of Americans can take is don't just take one lens. Don't take one tweet. Read about it from different sources, credible sources, and listen from credible sources as well. But anyways, I was crazy too. It was on in my office. I have a nice TV in my office. It was on the whole time at here. We try to like take a mental break um, every night. Once, uh, once King left, I knew that they weren't going to call it. I was like, if King and Wolf Blitzer's not there, they don't think they're going to get any more numbers. So we would try to watch a movie or something like that. And just so happened, you know, Saturday, we were, you know, waking up Saturday morning, doing our different things. I was in the bedroom, laying on the bed, watching CNN. And she came in five minutes later or five minutes before it was called. We're just laying there and you see Wolf walk away and you see the projection thing come up. I'm like, whoo. And it was just, I, I think Shivani even said, you know, it's like something lifted off the shoulders a little bit, you know, still knowing that we have work to do, but that was a big moment, a win that we got, but we need to do more work. We played horribly, but we got the win. I'm going to ask you guys a question. It's kind of a loaded question. I'm going to ask it anyways. Which state surprised you the most about where it's leaning now? Because there are still states counting or that was called already. Which state surprised you that it went blue or red the most? I'm going to I'm going to go with our, our good old home. And it's only because and it's not that it ended up being blue. It's that it was projected red for as long as it was like Tuesday. And I was like, why? Um only because I feel like Northern Virginia is such a heavily populated area. There's so many people that are close to DC. I mean, our state is pretty large, but I still feel like there's more people in Northern Virginia than there are in the rest of the state. And that being said, I feel like the closer you get to DC, the more people are a little more blue. I don't know if that makes sense. I had a whole thing in my head and it kind of just trickled out as I was trying to get it out. I, I know exactly what you are saying. Um, I don't know the nice way to say what I want to say. So I'm just going to. More liberal. More yeah. liberal. That's what you're trying to say. We can call it that. <laughs> but you bring up a great point um, for a lot of states. And this is something that, you know, people are contesting now. It's like, well, it was red or it was blue the entire time. Uh, but it was all about how the votes were counted. So. What you saw for a long time in Virginia was the day of votes. And then they got through a lot of their first ballots and they, the mail-in ballots, and then it turned blue as soon as you got most of those votes from the Northern Virginia area, which is what we're seeing in Georgia, what we're seeing in uh, Arizona, and what potentially put Joe Biden and Kamala Harris over the line, 270 line up in PA. Ash. Any state that st- stuck out to you? Arizona won. And right now, North Carolina. Yeah. I am just... Yeah, what y'all doing down there? Nothing good. What? Well, what, y'all, what y'all doing down there? It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But um, I really am. I'm very surprised about Arizona. And I'm still very curious and waiting to see um, how it actually plays out for North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina came out and said that they probably won't get anything out till later in the week for our listeners. We are recording on Monday the 9th. So by the time you guys hear this, it'd probably be Wednesday. Do quick math the 11th. So maybe get some more numbers by that time, but a fits what state stood out to you. Uh, Georgia and Wisconsin. 
Um, the George one, um, just because I didn't think that the South that it mattered. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt like right. Like so, played as soon as I saw South Carolina go go red, and I saw what's his name win re-election as senator, I was like, yeah, them people don't don't care. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like like what it, what what has Graham done except backtrack and change whatever he's saying for the past eight to ten years, right? So. So, yeah. so when I saw yeah. that, I was like, well, the South's going to be the South, which is fine, right? Mm-hmm. The Wisconsin thing surprised me because I thought that Trump did a good job going to get the Big Ten football back mm-hmm. to play into, uh, you know, it was, it, it, to me, it be honest, like, it was, it was a good political strategy yeah. Yeah. to go in there and get Big Ten football back during election season because, I mean, the fall is football, coronavirus, people want football. So I was surprised that Wisconsin turned the way it did because Wisconsin football is huge, man. Like, you know, that's what they do. Yeah. So that, that surprised me. And maybe it shouldn't have because I'm talking football and there's more important things than that. But from the game of this, I thought that play was good on his part and I thought it was going to work in his favor. So For sure. Uh, Wisconsin surprised me in Georgia. For sure. Yeah, Georgia is definitely the one. But I think it proved that if you can get black voters out, regardless of what party it is, if you can get the black vote, you can win an election. It's that simple. And President-elect Biden even put it in his acceptance speech. And I don't have the direct quote, so uh, I'm sorry for that. But basically said, the black people stood with me once again. And it's a fact. With that being said, there are a couple of takeaways in a whole that we can take away from this election. One, if you give the people the chance to vote, an easier option to vote, meaning these mail-in ballots, is good for the United States of America. Regardless of which way the election goes, we don't have to make it hard to vote. It shouldn't be hard to vote. So I I know this plan was here because of the coronavirus, and that's why we did a lot more mail-in ballots. But I hope the takeaway from this is that we continue to do this. Second thing is, we kind of mentioned it here, is that we are divided as a country. And that won't change unless we listen to each other, regardless of your party line. There's 76 that think one thing right now, million. There's 71 million on the other side. Nothing's going to be done if we keep pulling back and forth, switching Senate. If they don't want to work with each other, they don't want to work with the new administration. Nothing's going to be done. So each line, each party needs to be able to listen to each other and grow. Whichever way that is. That's my final thought. Do you guys have anything else to say on this topic? The only thing I was going to say is I think what really helped me get through last week were the memes. So thank you to all the meme makers out there. Because if I wasn't able to laugh last week, I probably would have just like exploded. I don't even know what would have happened to me. (laughs) It was bad. The internet internet never loses. Uh, I saw one today with... um, What's the lawyer? Why can I not remember? What's Trump's lawyer? Uh, Rudy. Rudy Giuliani. Yes, thank you. He was standing in front of bo- uh, Ritz cracker boxes and said that this is like something at the Ritz. The Trump campaign's at the Ritz. <laughs> if you don't know that story, look it up. They were supposed to be at their celebration party in Philly. It was supposed to be at uh, the Four Seasons and ended up being Four Seasons Lawn Care or something like that. So... So uh, Joe Biden's on the clock, you know? so you know you you have the what is it, nineteen eighty eight, the the crime bill. It was like yeah, the crime bill, and then the crack laws. Mm-hmm. 
So it's so it's time. Like, yeah, yes, you know, black black people came out and voted for you, you know. But me personally, like, it doesn't change police brutality that he that he won. It doesn't change racism that he won. So at some point, if they don't do anything to help us from an economic standpoint, mm-hmm. why wouldn't we vote Republican and do the lower tax thing and take care of ourselves? So, so you can hang hang your hat on getting all these black people people to vote for you, but you got to start doing things and put these resources and, and provide opportunities from the foundational level so that we can try and attempt to get wealth like everybody else does. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in 2022, like I'm, you know, it's going to be hard for, for me to continue to, to, to vote for just hope that something's going to change and not just kind of taking my own hand. Now, granted, I'm not rich. I'm not wealth, wealthy enough to do it. But I'm just saying from a macro, macro standpoint, there's enough black people where like, we can figure it out on our own. Let the country do what they want to do. So that's why I'm kind of like mixed emotions about it because it's like it's constantly like people relying on black people to, to do something for them. But then when you ask for like just the basic, simple things, it's a song and dance about it. It's like we don't have the race, we don't have the resources. We can't do this, we can't do that. But you come out with two trillion dollar packages and stuff like that when the, when the pandemic hits. So I'm kind of just like, yeah, you got the votes. Great, congratulations. But you're on the clock in my book. And it's just one, one vote. But you're on the clock for me. Kamala Harris, you're on the clock because you, you're the one that's looking to be reelected in 2024. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you bring up a great point. They're definitely on the clock January 20th, 2021. The clock starts regardless if the current president concedes or not. It's not the law that he has to do that. So twenty January 2021, we'll see what happens. This will be our last episode on any heavy topics. We're going to have one more episode where we close out this season. But just know we will be back. We will continue our 2020 Clear Vision series. That is not going to change. We're going to keep educating you guys and educating ourselves on what we can do to make this country better as well. So with that, win the day every day. We out.